Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts this week. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll look at predictions for the actual earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for Q2 after factoring in the impact of likely positive earnings surprises. Second, we'll look at some of the negative impacts to earnings and revenues that S&P 500 companies have already discussed on their earnings calls for Q2 to date. But first, let's look ahead to the second quarter earnings season for the index. Analysts and companies have lowered earnings expectations for the second quarter. As a result, estimated earnings for the S&P 500 for the second quarter are below the expectations at the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is expected to report its lowest earnings growth since the fourth quarter of 2020. In terms of earnings estimate revisions for companies in the S&P 500, analysts have decreased earnings estimates in aggregate for the second quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter decreased by 1.2% from March 31st to June 30th. While this decline was smaller than the 5-year average, the 10-year average, and the 15-year average for a quarter, it still marked the largest decline in the estimate for a quarter since the second quarter of 2020. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued negative EPS guidance for the second quarter compared to recent quarters. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 102 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the second quarter. Of these companies, 71 have issued negative guidance and 31 have issued positive guidance. This is the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance since the fourth quarter of 2019. The percentage of companies issuing negative guidance for the second quarter is 70%, or 71 out of 102, which is above the 5-year average of 60% and above the 10-year average of 67%. Because of the downward estimate revisions and more companies issuing negative guidance, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the second quarter is lower than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.3% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 5.9% back on March 31st. If 4.3% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for Q2 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in Q2 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the second quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.7%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and the military conflict in Ukraine. At the sector level, five of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 238% and the industrial sector at 27%. On the other hand, six sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the financial sector at negative 24%. The estimated net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the second quarter is 12.4%, 
which is above the five-year average of 11.1% and above the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.3%. However, it is also below the year-ago net profit margin of 13.1%. Looking ahead, analysts expect earnings growth of 10.2% for the third quarter and 9.4% for the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are predicting earnings growth of 10%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 16.3, which is below the 5-year average of 18.6 and below the 10-year average of 17. It is also below the forward P.E. ratio of 19.4 recorded at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st, as prices have decreased while the forward 12-month EPS estimate has increased during this time frame. And during the week, 17 S&P 500 companies, including two Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. 11 of these 17 companies are in the financial sector, including J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Morgan Stanley, and BlackRock. Other high-profile companies expected to report during the week include United Health Group, PepsiCo, and Delta Airlines. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is projections for the actual earnings growth rate for the second quarter. As previously noted, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.3% for the second quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, what is the likelihood the index will report actual earnings growth of 4.3% for the quarter? Well, based on the average improvement in the earnings growth rate during each earnings season due to companies reporting positive surprises, it is likely that the index will report earnings growth between 9% and 12% for the second quarter. When companies in the S&P 500 report actual earnings above estimates during an earnings season, the overall earnings growth rate for the index increases because the higher actual EPS numbers replace the lower estimated EPS numbers in the calculation of the growth rate. For example, if a company is projected to report EPS of $1.05 compared to a year ago EPS of $1, the company is projected to report earnings growth of 5%. If the company reports actual EPS of $1.10, a $0.05 upside earnings surprise compared to the estimate, the actual earnings growth rate for the company for the quarter is now 10%, 5 percentage points above the estimated growth rate. In fact, the actual earnings growth rate has exceeded the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the quarter in 39 of the past 40 quarters for the S&P 500. The only exception was the first quarter of 2020. Over the past five years, Actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 8.8% on average. During this same period, 77% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 8.1 percentage points on average due to the number and magnitude of the positive earnings surprises. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the second quarter on June 30th of 4.1%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 12.2%, as 4.1% plus 8.1% equals 12.2%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth in earnings of 12.2% for the second quarter, it would mark the fifth time in the past six quarters that the index has reported year-over-year earnings growth above 10%. Over the past 10 years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 6.5% on average. During this same period, 72% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 5.5 percentage points on average due to the number and magnitude of these positive earnings surprises. 
If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the second quarter on June 30th of 4.1%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 9.6%, as 4.1% plus 5.5% equals 9.6%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth and earnings of 9.6% for the second quarter, it would mark the second straight quarter that the index has reported year-over-year earnings growth below 10%. Of the 18 S&P 500 companies that have reported actual earnings for the second quarter to date, 72% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate. In aggregate, actual earnings reported by these 18 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 3.5%. Therefore, at this very early stage of the Q2 earnings season, the number of positive earnings surprises is closer to the 10-year average than the 5-year average, while the magnitude of the positive surprises is below both the 5-year average and the 10-year average. Since June 30th, the earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 has increased by 0.2 percentage points to 4.3% from 4.1%. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is comments on earnings calls by S&P 500 companies on factors having a negative impact on earnings or revenues. While the majority of S&P 500 companies will report earnings for the second quarter over the next few weeks, 4% of the companies in the index, or 18 companies, have already reported earnings results for the second quarter through July 8th. Given current expectations for single-digit earnings growth for the second quarter and the possibility of a recession, have these companies discussed specific factors that had a negative impact on earnings or revenues for the second quarter or expected to have a negative impact in future quarters during their earnings conference calls? To answer this question, FactSet searched for specific terms related to a number of factors, such as currency, labor, etc., in the conference call transcripts of the 18 S&P 500 companies that conducted second quarter earnings conference calls through July 8th to see how many companies discussed these factors. FactSet then looked to see if the company cited a negative impact, expressed a negative sentiment, such as volatility, uncertainty, pressure, headwind, etc., or discussed clear underperformance in relation to the factor for either the quarter just reported or in guidance for future quarters. Labor costs and shortages have been cited by the highest number of companies in the index to date as a factor that either had a negative impact on earnings or revenues in Q2 or is expected to have a negative impact on earnings or revenues in future quarters. Of these 18 companies, 11 or 61% have discussed a negative impact from this factor. After labor shortages and costs, supply chain costs and disruptions at 10 have been discussed by the second highest number of S&P 500 companies. Four factors witness an increase in the number of companies citing a negative impact relative to the previous quarter. These four factors are the military conflict in Ukraine, lockdowns in China, rising interest rates, and unfavorable foreign currency exchange. These increases occurred despite the fact that fewer companies were surveyed for Q2 2022 relative to Q1 2022 at the same point in time in the earnings season. It is interesting to note that despite the negative impact cited by these 18 companies, they have reported aggregate year-over-year earnings growth of 11% and average year-over-year earnings growth of 8.5%. Both of these numbers are above the current blended earnings growth rate for 4.3% for the index as a whole. It appears that most of these companies are raising prices to offset these negative impacts, as 16 of these 18 companies, or 89%, discussed increasing prices or improving price realization on their earnings calls. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, 
and our street account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the Facts at Earnings Insight podcast. Mm-hmm.